the Internal Revenue Service IRS tax news. Filing season reminder, military members and their families may qualify for special tax benefits. IRS Tax Tip 2021-65, May 11, 2021. With the filing deadline around the corner, the IRS reminds members of the military that they may qualify for special tax benefits. There's a link to those special tax benefits here. For example, they don't have to pay taxes on some types of income. Special rules may lower the tax they owe or allow them more time to file and pay their federal taxes. So if you're a member of the military, thank you for your service. You want to make sure that when you're doing your taxes, you're taking into consideration these special components so that you can maximize the tax benefits allowed to you under the law. Now, if you're doing the taxes with somebody else, you're getting a tax professional to help you. Make sure you're talking to someone that has awareness of these special kind of things and let them know that you are a member of the military. And then you want to make sure that they're picking up the, the tax consequences related to that properly, which is kind of a specialized area. Someone needs to know about that uh, to make sure that they're doing everything they can to pick up any tax benefits related to it. If you're doing your taxes yourself, then you have a few different options, some available to all taxpayers, some available to members of the military only. So for example, you could possibly get access to free software, such as any taxpayer can, if your adjusted gross income is below a certain threshold. You can look for that on the IRS website and uh, search for third-party software, such as a TurboTax and so on, that may qualify if your income is below a certain threshold. And I think that threshold may stand still stand higher for members of the military, so you might have more of a benefit than most taxpayers there to get that access to that software for free. But there will be an income cap at some point, at which point you'd have to pay for the software above that time. I do believe that the standard software, such as a TurboTax, can pick up the information for most military members and do it properly. However, the software isn't designed specifically to take on you know, just people in the military, although it is an interview type process. And if you fill out the interview questions properly, then it may you know, pick up the military items well. Now there's also a mill tax, which I believe is free no matter what your, uh, what your income level is. And it's designed specifically for the military, which you would think would be better. And it may be, it may be better. I've never used it before. But just note that I don't believe that that's on the market competing with other softwares. So if you're in a situation where you're choosing between a market software such as a TurboTax, and which is not designed specifically for the military, but which is winning on the market in terms of competition, and something like a mill tax, which is not on the market, it's specialized, but it is specialized specifically for the military, I'm not sure which one uh, would be better in terms of just the ease of entering the data and how user-friendly you know the softwares are. So those are some of the some of the options. So here are some of these special tax benefits. We have the combat combat pay exclusion. If someone serves as a, in a combat zone, part or all of their pay is tax-free. So there's a link to that combat zone here. So what that is, as well as part or all the pay being tax-free. This also applies to people working in an area outside a combat zone when the Department of Defense certifies that area is in direct support of military operations in a combat zone. There are limits to this exclusion for commissioned officers. So other non-taxable uh, non benefits, base allowance for housing, base allowance for uh, subsistence and uniform allowances are among several government pay items excluded from gross income, which means they are not taxed. So these items they're saying are, are not going to be taxable. Remember when you're talking about the tax side of things, 
everything's flipped on its head, right? Income is bad for taxes. You don't want to have to, what you want to have happen is that you could get income, meaning you receive some kind of compensation and you don't have to include it in taxes by law so that you get paid and you don't have to pay taxes on it. Because anything you include on the tax return, typically you end up paying taxes on. So for taxes, income is bad. So they're saying that these items are items that you might get benefit from that uh, that would not be included on the taxes. Now, hopefully most of the time, you don't have to do anything special about this because usually that will be taken care of by the military when they fill out the W-2 form. So when they fill out the W-2 form, they should take it out of box one. It should already be removed for most individuals, you would think. But if not, then then you might have to do some other kind of circumstances for that. So if these things apply, you probably want to check and make sure that it's been done properly with the documentation with regards to is it included in my in my W-2 income in line one uh, if it's not supposed to be, you know, income to me and, and then go from there. So once again, other non-taxable benefits, base allowance for housing, base allowance for substance and uniform allowances are among several government pay items excluded from gross income. So they shouldn't be in the gross income, which means they are not taxed. So then we have the moving expenses. Now, this used to be something that uh, was everybody had, had access to moving expenses if they changed jobs and whatnot. I won't get into the rules now because they changed it. They might change it back this year. You never know. But uh, now that the moving expenses are exclusive to the military, again, it's one of those types of things, however, that oftentimes I believe the military will reimburse uh, the moving expenses. So, so you got to be careful in terms of, you know, when you would take the moving expenses, did you get reimbursed for the moving expenses and how did the military report uh, the income that could be there? So some non-reimbursed moving expenses. So there's the key term, non-reimbursed moving expenses may be tax deductible. To deduct these expenses, there's a link to these expenses here. The taxpayer must be a member of the armed forces on active duty and their move must be due to military order or result of permanent change of station. So again, this was similar. If you remember this rule before, it, it was something like, you know, if you got a new job somewhere else and it was so many miles away and whatnot, then you might be able to deduct the moving. Now, so they took it away, but they kept it basically for the members of the military here. Uh, but remember, again, if, if you are in this circumstance, it's quite possible that the military is going to pay or reimburse for the moving expenses. And if they pay you back, they reimburse the moving expenses then you, you would think you wouldn't get the deduction from it. So if, if you had the move, you went to a another area, and basically then you, you, told the, you told the military what the cost of the move are, and they reimbursed you, then you would think that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have this deduction here because you got the reimbursement for it, and that the reimbursement then wouldn't generally be included in income because it was a reimbursement of moving expenses not, not, uh, not included in income. Therefore, it wouldn't be on your uh, W-2 line one, uh, income you would think as well that's my that's my guess on this so deadline extension some members of the military such as those who serve overseas can postpone most uh, tax deadlines those who qualify can get automatic extensions of time to file and pay their taxes so you can take a look at the automatic extensions obviously this year's a little bit funny because they got extensions going on we got normal extensions for normal people and then extensions for the members of the military on top of the extensions that are normal extensions that might apply to the military but may not because the military already has extent whatever you know so if you want to see there might be other extensions related to the military military which would be automatic uh the one coming up shortly that you might want to just double check on being of course the filing deadline so if you haven't filed the tax return 
or created a uh, an extension yet for that then you might want to double check on that one and see if it's automatic if you are a member of the military. So earned income tax credits, special rules allow, and there's a link to those special rules, allow mem military members who get non-taxable combat pay to choose to include it in their taxable income. Now, this is a kind of a weird category because the earned income tax credit is very complex, especially considering the fact that it's kind of a, a benefit program tax bracket for people in the lower threshold typically. So the idea of the earned income tax credit is that uh, it's trying to incentivize people to work. So if, you, if you're working, then your credit actually goes up. Most like benefit programs, when you work, then your, your benefits go down because now they say you're self-sufficient, right? That kind of makes sense, but it's disincentivizing for people to work because when they work, then they, they get paid less in benefits. And sometimes you actually get paid more in benefits than to work, which is kind of silly because then it doesn't incentivize people to be self-sufficient and want and want to work, which would make sense, which is an, actually a rational decision if you're going to get paid more not to work, right? So in any case, if you if the earned income tax credit is trying to stop that by saying we want to give a benefit but still incentivize people to work, right? We don't want to. So basically, when the income goes up, uh, your earned income tax credit actually increases to some degree, and then it caps out at some point, and then it goes back down. And it also is going to be tied to the number of children there, too. So that complicates the earned income tax credit. So in any case, then the, the question then is, well, the, if you have if you have this pay, this income, uh, do you want to include it with regards to the earned income tax credit? Because you might have pay that shouldn't be included in income, which is usually good. Like if you got money, if you got if you got income and it's not something you have to include on your taxes, then that's good because that lowers your taxes. But if it's something that uh, would have increased your earned income credit, then it could be bad because you might say, well, yeah, I want to include it with the regards to the earned income credit because if I had more income, my earned income credit would actually be higher. So so in that case, you get kind of the option to include it or not with regards to the earned income. And if it comes out higher, then you can you can pick up that pay. So bottom line, if you get pay that isn't and you're in the military and it's not something that needs to be taxable, then it's usually good, but still you want to double check and see if it if you're qualifying for the earned income tax credit, which means your income is below a certain threshold typically to qualify, would that income be beneficial to you to get a higher earned income tax credit? And tax software can help you to kind of test that out. If you don't have tax software and you're doing it by hand, that gets really complicated. So, I, and, you know, there is tax software available that should help you with that kind of questioning. So one reason they might do this is to in increase the amount of the earned income tax credit. There's a link to the earned income tax credit here. People who qualify for this credit uh, could owe less tax or even get a large refund. Joint return signatures. Both spouses must normally sign a joint income tax return. However, if military service prevents that from happening, one spouse may be able to sign for the other or get a power of attorney. So this is actually kind of problematic, you know, now that we have the electronic signatures, it's maybe less problematic at this point. But, you know, if you have a joint return, both spouses need to sign it or the IRS isn't going to accept it. And so you have to have kind of an exception if the if you're talking about someone in the military where they can't sign the tax return because they're, they're, they're gone. So then you might have an exception there. You can look at a power of attorney, which basically... A power of attorney basically means that uh, you're, you're assigning somebody else to have the authority to act as an agent of you. So it's kind of like if you were going to court or something and you got a lawyer to act as your agent, 
and the lawyer is going to go in there and make any pleas or something so you don't have to sit all day in the courtroom or whatnot. The power of attorney for taxes is a similar kind of thing. It's going to allow someone to act on your behalf, make decisions, possibly sign something uh, on your behalf. So you can take a look at that. Service members may want to consult with their uh, installation's legal office to see if a power of attorney is right for them. Reserve and National Guard travel. Members of the reserve uh, component of the armed forces may be able to deduct their uh, unreimbursed travel expenses. There's a link to those here on their return. Uh, To do so, they must travel more than 100 miles away from home in connection with their performance of services as members of the reserve. ROTC allowances, some amounts paid to ROTC students, there's a link to ROTC students here, in advanced training are not taxable. However, active duty ROTC pay is taxable. This includes things like uh, pay for summer advanced camp. So I would think, again, this would be something that would be reported to you. So if, you, if it's not taxable, then I would think that the reporting to you would, would let you know. You, you might not get like a W-2 or a 1099 on it, or it might be an informational 1099. I'm not sure exactly what it would look like. But if, you, if it was taxable, you would think that you would get a 1099 or a W-2 that would look kind of similar uh, to a taxable income. And then that would kind of be an indication, hopefully that uh, you would have to either uh, record it or not. And then if you get that documentation, then you can kind of look it up in more depth on the IRS website just to double check and and see if you're following the rules that they want you to be following. Special filing software. We also have the mill tax here, which is a free tax uh, resource available for the military community offered through the Department of Defense. So there's a link to the mill tax. So remember your options here on the tax software you, you, you still, everybody has options to like the normal tax software, which you can basically look on the IRS website and look for free software and, and it'll kind of sort out the free software. And if your income is below a certain threshold, then you may have access to free software like everybody else. And I think that threshold might be higher or sustained at a higher level for members of the military. And that would be third party software such as the TurboTax and whatnot, other kind of... I'm not trying to promote TurboTax. It's just the one that comes to my mind the most because I work with Intuit. But there's other softwares out there. And and the thing that gets me about those is those, those are the name, name brand software. They're not there geared specifically for the military, but I think they can handle the military type of things if you go through the interview process properly and tell them that you're a member of the military. And then we have the MilTax here, which is from the Department of Defense which means it's not a private market kind of thing. It's not competing on the marketplace against other softwares, which makes me think that I'm not, I question whether or not it would be as user-friendly in that case to top-of-the-line software such as a TurboTax or something like that. I'm not sure it might be, but I question that. I don't know. But it is geared specifically towards members of the military, and that means that obviously you don't have to tell it you're a member of the military in order for it to give you or try to, give you the interview type of questions hopefully that will guide you to the proper responses as a military member so i i'm still not sure if this software would be better than the the software on like a TurboTax. if you got access to both of them for free which one would be better i'm curious to to know if anybody has used this software um to let me know i'm, I'm you know i'd like to hear about that but you have those options, and if your income is below a certain threat or above a certain threshold, you can then get the mill tax for free, I believe, still, even though you'd have to pay for the other software. If, you're, if your income is above that threshold, however, 
And it's getting kind of complicated. You might actually want to then get tax professional help at some point uh, at that time so that you can ask questions and whatnot. When you do that, make sure that you're picking up someone that has uh, knowledge of people of military members. There are no income limits. So if there's no income limits to use the mill tax. Mill tax includes tax preparation and electronic filing software, personalized support from tax consultants and current information about filing taxes. It's designed to address the realities of military life, including deployments, combat and training pay, housing and rentals, and multi-state filings. Eligible taxpayers, there's a link to the eligible taxpayers here, can use MilTax to electronically file a federal tax return in up to three, three state tax returns. That could be one of the, one of the big factors here, because if you use the other softwares, I think you can file a state tax return as well, but I'm not sure in many of them for free. I think you could file a federal tax return and a state tax return. But if you're a member of the military, you might have multiple states that want some of your money. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you can do multiple states for free with like an Intuit or something like that. That might be something that would be one of the restrictions for military members to using the other software. So in any case, there's links to the mill tax here. There'll be a link to this in the in the description.